This podcast is presented by Miscreant Records. You can find us on Twitter at Miscreant Pods, and you can also email us at miscreantrecordspod at gmail.com. What's up, Miscreants, and welcome back to the Miscreants on the Moon podcast. As always, uh, Jacob here, and with me, as usual, Hayden. And and this week, I don't know why I said usual and not always. I we we've both been on every episode, so I don't know. Um, Who's to say? It was actually a bonus episode that I released without your permission. Uh, it was just that first episode we recorded that doesn't have your audio. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> That's <laughs> that you, fine. That you rec- that you recorded over. So it's just me and. You know, every few minutes, there's like a a, a long, awkward our, silence. It's our first uh, piece of content we'll put on our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, just, um, yeah, so you can, pre- yeah, we've always said that whenever we get around to having enough people interested in the Patreon to do one, we will, uh, I guess, <laughs> upload that so that you can watch WandaVision and pretend like you're reviewing it with me. <laughs> and then I guess we'll do the same thing for something else so that you could pretend if Hayden's your favorite host, you can I guess you can either pretend to be him and review <laughs> uh <laughs> review this <laughs> review WandaVision with me or you can listen to an episode where he does a review that I delete my audio for. And then and we'll release if I'm that your favorite on the Patreon host, as our second yeah, piece and of then, contact. Yeah, if I'm your favorite host, you can either pretend to be me or listen to the WandaVision episode and pretend to have a conversation with me. So it's a win-win either way. You know, we'll have a little a little something for for the fans, regardless. We'll make sure like the review that I'll record is like on something I hate. <laughs> yeah. Fast because I remember Fast Ten, whatever comes out next, I don't know. Fast Fast Ten, your seatbelts. Yeah that one yeah um (laughs) sorry if i sound tired this episode it's because i am i drove 20 hours this weekend so i'm hanging in there um but (laughs) i will try not to fall asleep and if i do i'll edit it out unless hayden references (laughs) unless hayden references it enough later in the episode that i can't hide the fact that I fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, this week we will be talking about the Lord of the Rings series, The Rings of Power, which, um, as many of you know, is the most expensive show on television ever to be made. Yeah. And um, 1A, or well, I guess 1B, out of the two things that I was looking forward to most this year. 1A is the Avatar sequel, and 1B was this. So, um, yeah, it, it's uh, I was really excited for it. Hayden, were you, how were you feeling before we went? I'm not sure if we talked about this how last How was I week. feeling, like, before it came out? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like, I'm sure it'll be fine. I, I'm, I'm not too excited, I mean, because I just, I don't know as much about it as a lot of people do. Yeah. Are you, so you like the movies, right? Yeah, they're fine. I think we talked about this last week. I just forgot. They are just long, though. Like, I've been, like if you're going to watch them, you have to watch the long cuts, right? But uh, You don't have to. But that's what most people do, you know? Like, I will say, I mean, they add context to some things. But I wouldn't say that it's required. Like, the theatrical cuts are still 
valid and good. It's just, um, if you want a little bit of extra context, like, I'm pretty sure in The Two Towers, you never see Saruman die. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But then in the, I guess that's the only important thing that happens in the extended cuts is in the extended version, you do see him die. Good. But in the regular cut, it's implied, I guess, or maybe you just think that they arrest him. I don't know. Lock him away in a dungeon. <laughs> it was it was too graphic for cinema back then. <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, it was. I'm pretty sure it's a beheading, and they show those. I oh. guess they don't show beheadings of like regular humans. I guess the only beheadings in that are like trolls and orcs. I think I don't know. all the humans die by like getting some vague torso injury. <laughs> Isn't that like how? All humans now die, basically. I... What? (laughs) Some torso injury. I don't... (laughs) What does that... What does that mean? I don't know, bro. I'm just... I'm so... Long day. I'm so confused. I'm so confused. Some vague torso... Like, yeah. Just one day, you get stabbed in the guts, and you die. (laughs) That's how 98% of adults in America get taken out. That's how I want to get taken out. That's for sure. Getting stabbed in the guts? Why not? Okay. I, lots of reasons. I've heard that like stomach injuries like that are one of the most painful ways to go. Sounds hot. I, all right. Uh, <laughs> cool. Moving I on. I get. Let's get straight into it. I, I know that you took. I know that you took that Don't quiz a couple years it. ago. Don't talk about that it. That said that you were like this a glutton for pain or something. This. We don't need but, this. But. <laughs> saying that, that getting stabbed in the guts the radio, <laughs> and having a Stop. and having a look i'm not editing something out two weeks in a row <laughs> <Stop>. but, ha- <laughs> but getting stabbed in the guts Stop. <laughs> and saying Stop. <laughs> you're just taking a whole deeper and deeper for yourself right now it's not for me it's for you you're it has nothing to do with this, me though. i'm saying it but it's about you <laughs> And this is about one of the hosts, so I don't feel obligated to edit it out. Last week, it was about someone who doesn't do the show with us, so I was like, ah, maybe I should edit this out. I don't even remember what happened last week. I said something about Brian. <laughs> you just put um, yourself on blast again! <laughs> no, I I don't... Th- so, when we... Oh, did you delete we still, that part? And then you- yeah, no, We in the episode, we still talk about Brian. But I just edit out the bit in the middle. <laughs> so I I remember exactly what I said. Um, <laughs> uh, I think almost word for word. <laughs> but it wasn't anything. Well, it. okay. I don't think it's. It, I, I would say it to his face. I just don't want to <laughs> say it on a podcast. Don't put it out in the medium. You know what? I I I'm pretty sure i still have that audio so um <laughs> that'll be our third bit of patreon content are you chewing on ice right now i am Is it- you're a sociopath my god no i just saw you do it oh. i just saw you put ice in your mouth and start chewing that's painful i have sensitive teeth though it's so. it's, it's uh crushed ice so it's like the tiny one so it's not like biting really hard and just like it's still cold though yeah, but I only eat like like three tiny little pieces each time. I feel like that would kill me. 
Maybe. I don't know. I, I use that toothpaste for like babies. Not baby. Not toothpaste for actual babies, but like. I used one. Toothpaste. That, that didn't taste like. Does yours not taste like mint? No, mine is Sensodyne for people with sensitive teeth. That's what I meant by babies. I meant like, you know how when you call someone weak, you're like, oh, you're a little baby? Yeah. That's what I meant. It was like this toothpaste that I had when I was younger. That Are you saying that you use actual children's toothpaste? Hang on. No, no. Like, it was prescribed oh, okay. by my, like, dentist or something. It didn't taste like mint. And it was, like, the best toothpaste. Like, I just hadn't got it in, like, six years. So, like, that's, it just brought it, that, that brought it up to me. And I was like, dang. There's prescription toothpaste what yeah the- it's for certain I, I think it's prescription or i don't remember and maybe it was just like a re- recommended type i'm not sure it's the I it's the coveted toothpaste brand that- child, bro like you, so like 10 years ago <laughs> i wasn't buying stuff for myself i didn't know it's the coveted toothpaste brand that 10 out of 10 dentists agree on yeah <laughs> instead of nine <laughs> um yeah so anyway I, I didn't think you'd take it so far to say that getting stabbed in the guts and dying a painful death is hot, is what I, I was trying to say. Uh, it's a callback, you know. You gotta. It's a classic comedic technique. You gotta make. You gotta make the crowd think something's over. Nothing's ever over. And then, and then you just bring them right back into it. It's like you know, during a stand-up comedy set, they'll like halfway finish a joke five minutes in. Mm-hmm. And then right before they leave to go off stage, they finish the joke. Yeah. But you've forgotten <laughs> about the original joke. <laughs> you've forgotten all the setup. So you're just confused when they walk off the stage. Yeah. That's how I'm trying to be. <laughs> I feel like that's what every episode of this podcast is. Yeah. Anyway, let's get straight into it. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we? <laughs> so, Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. I think... This is based off of the Silmarillion, kind of. I think so. Which I haven't read. I read The Hobbit and I read The Lord of the Rings. Never read the Silmarillion because it felt like reading the Bible. But like... a, It felt like reading a Bible that specifically everyone tells you isn't real. Which I guess is what reading the Bible is like for some people. <laughs> if like they're... Like some kid whose parents are like... God's not real and the Bible's fake. It's like the kids you see in, in it's like the kids you see in the movies. I feel like I feel like I watched a movie growing up where it was like you know those TikToks I send you sometimes where it's uh like the, the Christian straight to VHS movies. Yes, dude. And I, it's I can't stand and, them. I don't know why you send those to me, bro. And, and it's like this this kid is in school and like He picks up a Bible from the comic book store that he goes to, Mm -hmm. and he takes it home, and his parents are like, God is dead. (laughs) I want you to burn that book tonight. But he actually takes the pages out and then puts the pages from another book into it and binds it himself, and then he burns the fake Bible and reads the real one, and then he like baptizes his parents at the end. I guess if you're in that situation, then, like, reading the Bible is the same as reading the Silmarillion. But for me, it was, it was, it was long and boring, and I didn't feel like, a, like, God was pleased with me for reading it, so I stopped. <laughs> God wasn't pleased with me, so I stopped. Oh my god. Well, I mean... 
when you read the Bible, like, yes, a lot of it is long and boring, especially like getting like chapter three, I think they just get straight into listing a bunch of things you can't do. <laughs> and like, you'd, you'd never get through that if you didn't think it made God happy. <laughs> Jeez, man. <laughs> So, all that to say, all that to say, I've never uh, fully read the Silmarillion. I know that... Neither have I. (laughs) (laughs) For different reasons, I guess. I've never read any of the other books either. Yeah. Hayden is... Hayden's anti-book. I'm not. I own... I I buy books and read them. He's he's pro-book burning, actually. I'm not. He's told me that. Don't put that on me, bro. Actually... He's burning a book right now. What is that? He's burning a copy of oh, look, it's the, the Silmarillion. What? <laughs> what? He came prepared. Aha, uh-huh, take that token. Very, t- very topical. They're making a <laughs> cinematic universe out of your work, scrub. <laughs> yeah, they're going to make a movie where Aragorn, like, it goes and I didn't have a good joke lined up, ready to go. <laughs> they're making a movie where Aragorn goes to Starbucks and talks about how millennials can't spend too much on coffee because they can't pay off their student loans or whatever. Got him. You really got him. And then okay. he, and then he goes across the street to Ben Shapiro's startup coffee shop and uh, orders a coffee, but instead of cream, he gets liberal tears. What is going on right now? We're supposed to be talking about the the rings of power, bro. <laughs> I'm running off no sleep and uh, three grams of battery acid. So you consumed battery acid. Yeah, if you if you lick a double D battery or whatever long enough and let it just shock your tongue for like five minutes straight, that gives you battery acid, right? So that's what you just be doing, bro. Well. It was a corroded battery, so the acid was leaking out, but that's how you activate it, right? <laughs> you really just gonna sit there and not say anything? I don't know, bro. Sit there, sit there looking at me chewing your ice? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you expect. How, how, are, how are your teeth not crying out in pain? It feels nice. That's a lie from the ice. pit of hell. Are you okay? No, <laughs> I'm not. But uh, let's get straight into it. So as someone who wasn't really excited for this show uh, going into it, did the did what you were given change your mind? Did it uh, did it get you hype? What did it you know, how did you feel about it? I guess I'm I'm still kinda indifferent. I mean like cool. Like there were some parts of it that I like just felt kinda lulled to me. Really? Okay. Yeah. And then just... Hmm. I do... Something I do like about it, I think they did a good job with casting. Like, like the young Elrond, I think he looks similar enough to... I don't know the name of the actor, the original Elrond actor. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they casted, like, a bunch of nobodies, too. Yeah, like, he, he looks similar but they, enough... But they, they hit on a lot of them. Yeah, like, he looks similar enough to where, like, you age a thousand years as an elf, you could believe, like, that's him. You know? Like... I feel like... Isn't it like aging a thousand years is enough if you just don't age, though? I don't know, dude. That's what I'm upset about. <laughs> I'm upset about some other things, too. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> and other and other people are upset about some things that I guess we'll talk about later, too. 
Um, but I mean, like, I, I'm still a little indifferent on it. I'm interested to see where it goes. It's just that after I watched Rangers of Power, that's when I watched House of Dragon, House of the Dragon. Oh, you have watched it. I watched that like yesterday and the day before. Oh, okay. Maybe we can talk about that too after we talk so about that, Rangers that's of Power. That's more recent I... on my mind, if I'll be honest. And I will say, so far, the plot of that is more interesting. I agree, but I'll, I I think it's. But just I feel like I feel like Rings of Power checks every other box. But I do f- like traditional fantasy versus this, you know, gritty. <laughs> the 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 fan the the gritty reboot of the fantasy genre, I guess. You know, they offer two very different things. So, I feel like the setup to traditional fantasy isn't as interesting as the setup to, like, intrigue and backstabbing and whatnot, so. Yeah. But I'm sure it'll get to a point. So, you're feeling about the same for it. Okay. I, uh, I guess I'm also feeling about the same, but I came in really, really excited for it. Yeah. Um... It like one of my major things that I was excited for was the budget behind it, and you can really see the budget in the show. I can't think of a single thing that looked bad. Um, can you think of anything that just like didn't like looked out of place or bad? I feel like something had caught my eye, but I don't remember it. The only thing that I can think of that people are talking about is that scene where Galadriel's fighting the troll. Yeah. But the, but they're not mad because of the visual effects. They're mad because of the fight choreography. But, like, that's just how elves fight. Mm-hmm. They forget that I th- oh, Legolas, I know what, like, I used know. the shield as a surfboard. <laughs> I, I know they what didn't care about that. Was. It's the, like, things we saw like that. And, like, we saw, like, a little bit of, like, an orc. Right, or am I thinking... What am I thinking of? Yeah. We saw orcs, right? In Rings Was Power. it the... Like, in the village with the, the elf that's stationed there. And he, like, has an interest in the lady and, like, her son or something. Yeah, so Bra- in, in Bronwyn's house, which is the, the woman, I think. Yeah. Like, is her, I think her I, name yeah, is see, Bronwyn. I, I don't know most of the, the names. Like, like yeah. we saw, like, things like that. The one that came out of the floor, right? Yeah. When we saw yes. that. Yes, okay. Yeah. we saw the ogre, like, they just, I, my only complaint is, like, yeah, I don't think it looks as good as the practical effects did in, the, like, original movies. But that's just, well, that's just, like, a so minute the- thing. It looks good, but I, I prefer the style of the other thing. Wasn't the orc practical? I couldn't tell. There, there I'm were pretty sure that, that was practical. Right they okay. It might have been practical supplemented with CGI during the fight. Yeah, I, I will say, I didn't notice that. But also, during that second episode, I was very tired. Yeah. Uh, so I wasn't like you know really sharply looking out for those things, and I, I am I am planning on rewatching these episodes before the third one comes out. Um. But I just haven't had the time. It's been a real busy weekend, and it's going to be a real busy week. Does so. it come out on Thursdays or Fridays? Um, 
it was it's supposed to come out on Fridays, but they dropped both the episodes on Thursday, so I don't know. Maybe it'll just be like what, what they the plan the is there, and like they'll just release it at midnight. Yeah, Friday. I don't know because they released them at like eight p.m. Central Time. Yeah, on Thursday, I, they might have just done it a day early to, for hype reasons. I don't know, but um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna be traveling to Texas this week, so after I get there, the traveling is like time consuming or whatever. But once I'm there, it'll be a pretty, pretty, you know, less. I'll be less busy once I get there, but leading up to that is going to be rough. So I think Wednesday I'll be headed that way. So Wednesday night I might um, watch rewatch those before they come out Thursday or Friday. Yeah. But and I'll, I'll I'll look out and I guess I'll see if that. Now I will say the troll obviously uh, has to be CG, um, but. The troll looks better than the troll from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> there was a troll in that. Yes, yeah, like, I, I, mean, I can't remember it. It it looks the same, just updated. Like, like with those original movies, it's hard to find things that look bad. And I will say that troll from the Fellowship of the Rings when they're in, um, oh, what's the place called? Moria. Uh, looks a little, <sighs> eh. That was, yeah. you know, over 20 years ago. So, yeah, I I, I, I could see it with the troll. Um, it was obviously computer-generated, which I like practical effects as often as we can get them because, A, they don't age as badly as CG, and, B, they, like, t- tend to take me out of things less. Mm-hmm. But... Anyway, uh, yeah, I guess those were the only two things that I, looking back on it, the troll definitely looked CG, but I didn't have a problem with how it looked. Yeah. Um, but there was enough action going on around it to kind of distract you from it anyway. Mm-hmm. I feel like you didn't really see much. It's not like you just saw it standing there and stuff. So, um, but yeah, no, it, but other than that, like all of the, the sets, that they used like the set pieces they had mm. looked amazing like there's so many uh desktop wallpaper worthy shots in this in these first two episodes um the the places look amazing like the little elf village the forest they were in where they had the uh carvings of like their fallen heroes and stuff yeah that looked great um even like the little uh, commoner towns they had uh, looked, they were really put together well and in a believable way. And it felt like this is less effects and more just like directing, I guess, but it looked lived in. Like you weren't, lots of times you can have places like this and the only people around are the um the main characters or whatever but in that you know other people are milling about and they're reacting in real ways and stuff Mm -hmm. um and so it doesn't feel empty it feels like an actual lived in town uh yeah the dwarven place looked great yep um yeah no it all looked all the scenes where galadriel's out on the raft and in the water and everything it it, it's it's a great looking show and it's like 
it's really nice to see real care put into the visual effects and something looking good. Yeah. Because I feel like that's not something we get very often on TV, at least. Mm. I agree. Um, House of the Dragon has looked pretty good up to this point. I know you said you didn't like the dragon like animation. Did you like that better moving forward, or do you yeah. still have a problem with how they like, look? Just, I like see. Okay, I do have a problem with how they look, just because I just don't like the design of them. But like, but okay. this, they look good for what they do. Are. You, do you, Do you think their necks are too long? No, I think it's the way that their body and their like like where their wings are. It just looks weird, and like I think the back half of them is too long too. Like after that, okay. It feels true. It See, feels weird. in Game of Thrones, the the dragons like were never this old. Yeah. So they were never this big. I do agree <laughs> that it looks weird. I focused so much. Oh, there goes more ice. <laughs> uh, I did see. Um, I I focus a lot on the neck, but yeah, they do feel a bit long. Yeah. But other than that, like I feel like those shows look really great. Towards the end of Game of Thrones. You know, they started putting less time into it, so things didn't look as good. They had that big CGI battle in the final season that they made literally the darkest episode of TV ever to hide <laughs> bad effects. Uh, so I'm glad that, you know, even to show like, well, not glad. I'm glad that the, the House of the Dragon is kind of hopefully going to put more care into their effects after the backlash they got from that last season. Yeah. But, um, you know, even a show like that, which was known for good effects, towards the end had some times where they could tell that we that were, people could tell that they weren't putting that effort in. But a big issue is like the Disney Plus TV series that we're getting. Star Wars is better than Marvel when it comes to putting care into their visual effects, but there's still a lot left to be desired with those shows. Yeah. Sometimes. Especially with like maybe not even visual effects, but this might be a directing thing, but how in that last battle in the book of Boba Fett it felt like the town was just like there were ten people involved <laughs> in that big battle yeah. at the end and stuff. For sure. Um <laughs> and then with we we've talked extensively about the Marvel shows. I still haven't watched any more of She Hulk, but I've seen some uh oh. memes or gifts, I guess. We're gonna talk about it like whenever we recap it, but I, I really want to say something about it right now. Like it just episode three, like whenever you see She Hulk interacting with people in the office, bro, she just looks awful. She looks. I've seen that. Awful. I've seen it. I see. I've seen a gif of that. It's awful. Like, where she walks around and it looks like I there. There was a gif I saw on Twitter where she walked into a room. Like it looks like an unfinished project. Like it just. It, it, <sighs> so it doesn't get better good uh and well, like the story's fine that, but it's just like the no the i mean visuals. yeah i mean the the visuals the which visuals is were definitely better in the first like two episodes they just dropped or was it what first that's episode they dropped? that is crazy that is really hard to believe because that is well, no, like, you'll see that first episode the visuals uh we talked about them not being great and honestly that is Part of the reason why I haven't gone back to it yet, and if we didn't do this show, I don't think I would finish it. Yeah. The story the story was fine. 
all that stuff was good. Like the character work was all right, but just the effects, man. <laughs> it's just, it's just not like, like especially putting her right next to that Chitarian ship from, <laughs> from Avengers, the first Avengers movie. Oh gosh, that that ship looked pretty good, and then putting her next to like the fully finished Hulk model. I remember we talked about how putting her in the real world next to regular people might help instead no. of putting her next to this like really well done no. CG model. Oh, that's so disappointing. Oh, well. And I'm so, I'm upset that I have to finish watching that now. Tough. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so that being said, like, especially like Miss Marvel, I complained a lot about the effects in that. WandaVision, like, I I can't think of any show, any Marvel show that I haven't had the problems with the effects with. It's been varying degrees, definitely, but with each of those, I've had issues with them. And a couple of the Star Wars ones, most of them are good. There's probably little moments in each one, which I'm sure there will be moments in this. Like, you've already mentioned the troll, things like that. But it's really nice to see that they are putting the work and care into this. And I hope that if the show continues farther, they never lose that because that's a real rarity now. Yeah. I think. Yeah. There, there might be other shows that do it. that just aren't on my radar. If there are, and you know of them listeners, please let me know because, um, I don't want to watch something that's like barren of any plot or anything, but like if it's a decent show with really great effects, that would, I'd like that a lot mm-hmm. compare like, a great show with really bad visual effects is hard to watch. <laughs> um, but yeah, so when it comes to that, I guess now we can get into some plot stuff if you want. Um, um. I think yeah, you're like you're less you're less familiar with Lord of the Rings than I am. Oh, for sure. Did I- you like see what they were? building towards or like do you do you kind of know what's going on or did this two episodes leave you kind of so clueless because i have clueless but like is what so like what's in the box i like are you do you want to wait to get to that point like what's in the box what do the the dwarves have oh that's, that's they, they didn't show it did they no it they just the opened box, the box opened and it started it like glowing shiny. yeah that could be a couple things. Was um, it one of the rings, one of the ten rings, right? Was there ten? No, rings? see the. Uh, no, there was like twenty-five or something. I think. Well, hang on. So the fe- the the humans had nine, dwarves had. There were twenty. So, uh, dwarves had seven, elves had three, Sarwan had one. Um, those aren't made yet. So, see, this is what I was thinking that, like... So that's what the forge is going to be used for. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm fairly certain that that's what they're going to use the forge for. They're saying they're going to use it for weapons and stuff. Uh-huh. But I'm fairly certain they're, like, they're building a tower on this mountain that has something and in this- it that's going to make a powerful forge, which is going to be the volcano. It's... I'm fairly fairly certain that they're building this to be the forge that makes the rings so this forge looks just like the tower from the original trilogy doesn't it the forge yeah it it, so it is, is the, the tower. tower okay yeah the so tower like, was Saruman the forge. just took it over right 
Saruman. Saruman Sar- was the white wizard. Real confusing. He yeah. like for someone obsessed with like um linguistics and languages, he could have picked for the two like big villains, he could have picked better names. <laughs> Not better names, but like diff- more different names. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is anyone that like has a name similar to that? Like Sara something? Are they doomed to be evil? I wonder. Guess so. Maybe we'll find out. I don't know. There was someone named like uh, what's the what's the villain they defeated's name? Like Mar Mar. I, I want to say Morgat, but that's one of the people from Elden Ring. It's something like that, though. I don't know. Um, I think that is in the Somerian where they, the elves come over and they help defeat this force, which I think the humans largely fought for. Which is why they don't like the elves in this. Mm-hmm. A lot of racial tension in these first two episodes. Um, but yeah, so what's in the box? It's not so it's not going to be a ring. I don't know if Mithril like glows or anything. Uh-huh. Like, cause I know Mithril's a big thing for them, and I don't know if it's that gym. From the Hobbit trilogy, I forget the name of it. The one that Thorin is like obsessed with. I don't know. And that Bilbo ends up stealing. <laughs> um I don't I don't really know. I don't really know what it is. I, I get that might be something just specific to this show. Who knows? So but, but like did I answer your question by when you were asking, like, do you know what they're building? Like the forge is what's gonna they're gonna yeah. Okay. Okay, so see that's what I was wondering because I feel like, you know, having the knowledge that I have and having read the books and I've watched like plenty of lore videos and stuff about Lord of the Rings over the years. Um I I, I didn't know how much that helped with the show, which I guess it doesn't do you think that, that took away from your enjoyment kind of not knowing exactly where things were headed or Yeah, a little bit. The part that I just, like, thought was boring was, like, the whole, the the shipwreck scene. Like, the whole, I just didn't care for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, that was probably the weakest part for me as well. I feel like they um, just needed Galadriel, like, it's Galadriel. 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 I feel like they just needed her to do something for an episode, so they said, do this, meet this guy. Yeah. Now you're friends. I, I, I think that they... You know, could have cut out the original boat stuff um, before, the, like they got attacked and everything, and just had her find the student. That that might play into it later. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah, but they needed her to meet this guy, and then to eventually get found by whoever's on the boat. Yeah, which so. I don't know who that's going to be, but yeah, that. I didn't get much out of it either. Like I said, it looked good, but everything in the show looked good. So it did feel like the most pointless part of this uh, so far. Um, but yeah, I so yeah, that is kind of disappointing to hear that um, the, you know, not knowing what was going on for a bit of the show kind of did take away from that. Because... Mm-hmm. They don't feel necessary, but it definitely did, you know, being like, oh, 
he's meeting with this, and like Elrond is going to work with this guy to make the forge in Mordor to make the rings. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And a couple things like that. Um, you know, like, you know, you know, Galadriel's not going to go across into that other, the other side, the island of whatever. Yeah. Um, I feel like other than knowing about the forge, though, there's not a ton they could throw at us. Any, like, I feel like most of that is just going to be set up and hopefully it eventually pays off. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. So I guess we, we can go like storyline by storyline, I guess, if you want, mm-hmm. instead of trying to go episode by episode. So we have, I guess we can, you know, go through, there's kind of four main things right now. We have the stuff with the hobbits. Yep. We have the stuff with Arendir and Bronwyn in the village. Uh-huh. We have the stuff with Elrond and the stuff with Galadriel. So what would you like to start with? Let's do the hobbits. Yeah, it felt that was definitely the the weakest plot line for me so far. Do you feel similar? Yeah, I mean, like I, I at first I was like, "There's no way this is just like Gandalf, right?" You know, like which I mean, it could be because he's existed for like hundreds of years, but like his entity as Gandalf wasn't. You're right. talking? About, are you talking about the guy that fell out of the meteor who's using magic and stuff who killed all the fireflies yeah. and all that? Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be him. That's what people are saying. I, I have looks, no clue who that is. The actor kind of looked a little bit like him when I saw him, and I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't. I don't care enough to like look into it or care enough to make a yeah. theory. You know. I did briefly think that it was going to be Gandalf. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the because I feel like if Gandalf fell out of the sky, it doesn't feel like they haven't like an order of wizards yet. Uh-huh. Which they might that we'll see later, but I feel like if he just fell out of the sky and was one of the first wizards, maybe he would um be the leader from the start. I don't I don't really know. I, I have no clue who that guy is though. Yeah. I it's um I think that's the storyline that will probably have the most payoff down the track. I will say if that is Gandalf though, that explains his love for hobbits, maybe? Yeah. Him landing next to them and working with them because, you know, he's always had that weird fascination with them and that led him to, you know, getting Bilbo for the for that quest and then, you know, being around and everything. Be, which I guess even when Bilbo was a kid, he would come and do fireworks for the Hobbits. Yeah. So I, maybe that is Gandalf. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but do I also, all do do all wizards just fall from comets in the sky? I don't know. Is that how they're born? Maybe if I read like the the Middle Earth Bible more, I would have known. Fifty years old with long hair and long beard. <laughs> maybe, maybe I mean like, was that his birth, or was that just like how else did he get in the comet though? I don't know, dude. I. <laughs> I don't know or what you want medi- me to say. I guess meteor. Like I don't. I don't know. I mean, it, I don't know. But yeah. So you see, um, there's this little mischievous hobbit. I forget her name. Let me look at the tomes real quick. I feel like the hobbits just continuously get smaller and smaller because I really feel like they are extremely smaller than they used to be right now. Um, because they just feel. Tiny. Her name is 
Eleanor Brandyfoot. So, for this show, it's not tied to the Peter Jackson universe. So maybe they're making the Hobbits, huh? I said why. Uh, they've just said it's not. I I mean, it's set so far in the past. I feel like it doesn't need to be. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I think that also might just be a justification for why you recast Galadriel and Elrond because, like, technically speaking, yeah, they don't age, so they wouldn't have aged. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And maybe some people couldn't get past that, but there might be other reasons. I know that like book accurate book accuracy wise the hobbits in the original movies were a bit big mm-hmm. i like i think in the in the books they're significantly smaller so i think this lines up more with that yeah um so that might be part of it but yeah so eleanor is mischievous and she's leading the other kids on some like berry picking adventures and her parents and everyone are like hey you need to calm down and be a regular hobbit same thing they did with Bilbo, and same thing they did with Frodo and the crew. Um, it's like every one of these stories has a little mischievous hobbit in it, whether reluctantly or they're already mischievous. Um, or somewhere in between. But yeah, I I feel like this will have more payoff. At the end of the first episode, that's the big scene. Essentially, we've seen Eleanor take the other kids out. <clears throat> excuse me and um like escape a wolf sighting without getting eaten by the wolf yeah stuff like that so we know she's you know he's a bad influence on the other kids and all this stuff she gets into trouble and later on we see some weird things happen in the area they're talking like oh the start like they have this village elder it seems i forget his name as well i think it is a uh, sadik Maybe. I don't know. Uh, this looks like an old picture of the actor. There's there's one there's a picture of an actor on IMDB that is like an looks like an older black and white picture, but they have similar hair. <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know. Let me let me look it up. To make sure Sadok Bros. Yeah, yeah, Sadik is his name. He is watching the stars, and he's been like, okay, we're having travelers earlier and earlier, things like that. Something is we- something weird is going on. And then yeah. they see a comet going by at night, and Eleanor follows the comet and sees that... I, I, her little friend follows her, too. Um, I don't... Uh, what's, the, what's the friend's name? <laughs> Sorry. Malva, maybe? No, Poppy. Poppy. Poppy Proudfellow follows her down. I feel like it'd be easier for people to follow if we start naming people. (laughs) Um, Follows her, and Daniel Wayman is the one who plays the old guy that comes out of the comet, and he's just listed as the stranger on IMDb. Yep. So, they clearly don't want us to know who he is. Well, this is also just going to be like... This is going to be another, like, how Grogu was Baby Yoda for, like, two years before they finally clarified. Is this is this what they're going to do? Yeah, probably. It's going to be a stranger. Yeah. Um, but, so sh- they go, 
and they see that there's like flaming rocks and stuff around them and then there's a guy in the center and um they Eleanor falls in and she's like oh this fire isn't hot that's weird yep and then the episode ends next episode they kind of tuck him away and take care of him uh, a little bit and the next day they're going to give him some food and stuff and send him on his way but he's like out they're trying to communicate with him and he is doing scary wizard stuff they don't really know what's going on and pretty much all that happens to this is eventually they bring him some lanterns with fireflies in it and he uses the fireflies to show them stars that are missing from the sky and they're like oh cool he is a cartographer or whatever (laughs) <laughs> and then, um, or an astrologist. And then uh, all the fireflies die. So that's weird. Like I said, this is the least interesting storyline so far. Yeah. Um, I... I'm interested to see what happens with this, with this guy. If it really is Gandalf or who it is. But, uh... Yeah, it, it's a lot of setup with no payoff, real, really, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Next up, for me, the second least interesting one was the Galadriel stuff, which I feel like you'll agree with. Very interesting first episode, and then kind of a nothing second episode. Mm-hmm. Um, they, so essentially her brother died fighting Sauron. They're trying to track him down, so now that's her mission. She wants to... Go and the king is declared the war is over, but she is still searching for him. She's been disobeying orders, leading her group farther and farther north to try to find him. She thinks they're on the trail and they fight the troll, but eventually, her she there's clearly this little second in command guy. I don't know the actor. It looks similar to the guy playing Elrond, I think. Um, but he's like, look, we need to. Turn. He keeps saying we need to turn around. This isn't going anywhere. We're disobeying orders. We need to go back. And she's like, no, no, we have to find Saruman. And eventually, after they fight the troll, she's like, look, get some rest. We leave at first light. They don't mutiny. They just lay down their weapons and they're like, look, we're going home. And um, I guess the, she, she just decides to go back with them, right? She has to like pretty much get convinced though it's like she talks to Elrond and like the king and and all that no I mean in the snow they convince her to go back to the elven capital with them right well yeah she pretty much had no choice yeah and then she's there talking to Elrond and they find out the war is over and to honor her they're gonna send her to that magical island wherever they send people at the end of their lives if they're lucky Sounds an awful lot like Valhalla. Hmm. Yeah. At the end of the Lord of the Rings, they send um. Gandalf, Frodo, and Bilbo there too, though. Which they're not immortal, so. When they go, do they, just die a regular life, or do they also become immortal on the island? I don't know. Because like when they send Bilbo, he's old and disgusting and like he <laughs> like looks mostly dead does he like just die or does he have to live out eternity like that 
Or does he get his regular body back? I don't know. Who's to say? Not me, that's Um, for sure. And then, yeah, the second episode... Or at the end of the was it the end of the first episode where she decide, where she jumps in the water right? It's either at the end of the first or beginning of the second. Okay, well they're about to go on the island and she decides, nope, I'm jumping off the boat. When they do the like ceremony of taking off everyone's armor, she mm-hmm. like all, doesn't want to give up her knife, but she does. And eventually she grabs it and jumps off the boat. And I'm like, okay, I guess she's swimming all the way back to the island. But in episode two, we find out that is not the case. <laughs> um, yeah, and then second episode, uh, yeah, she finds that raft. They get attacked by a big fish. She gets sent off with that guy. And eventually they go through a storm together. And now they're getting picked up by someone else. So, uh. Yeah, cool. Do you want to take us through the other two plot threads, which I feel like were substantially more interesting and had more going on at the start? Let's see. I know we got Elrond's. What was the second one? Yeah. And then we had the one in the town with Bronwyn and uh, Arendir, I think, is his name? That's right. Um, I can't remember much of Elrond's. I just know a, mo- a lot more of like this, what happens in the second episode for him. Because isn't the first episode for him just pretty much interacting with Galadriel. The first episode, the significant thing is like he's clearly a politician. The speech that the king uh, uses whenever he is sent, like giving them their little leaf crowns, the yep. soldiers, it was the speech that Elrond was writing at the start. So he's clearly into politics. He is high up enough to be writing speeches that the king is giving. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of that episode is when he's given his special mission. That's right. And then he goes and tracks down his old friend. I don't remember the, the dwarf. Oh, wait. It's it's also significant. He has some kind of, like, sight and stuff. Because he said that eventually Galadriel passed beyond his sight. He has some sort of magical... I think in Lord of the Rings he had this, too. But he can kind of see... it. I don't know if he can just see presences and stuff or what it is. But he has some kind of magic-ish ability, I think. Yeah. Um, so he, he take, who else does he take with him initially to the Dwarven City? Like, he tries to bring with him. It is... is... The guy that's trying to build the, the forge that's trying to... Yeah, it's, is it Salimbrador or something like that? Um... Let me get a... Does he not have... Okay. Yeah, it's... Salimbrador is the guy's name. Okay. And the dwarf's name is... Durin. That's right. Durin. Um, so... Elrond goes to the Dwarven City... To see his old friend Durin. It's been a while since he's been there, so like... When they get there, they aren't receptive... Oh, that, so the they, reason for that is when that happened, that conversation they have later, it was so depressing. Yeah, I agree. Um, so he challenged Elrond, like says something in some language that's like a challenge to rock breaking, like a stamina <laughs> competition of rock breaking. Um, yeah, it's like who who can keep breaking rocks the longest with these big pointy hammers? <laughs> and obviously. 
the dwarf one. Um, Which, I don't feel like Elrond... I don't know why he gave up when he did. I don't know. It, <laughs> it seemed... I don't know. It seemed like he had just broken a hammer. And I thought that's why it was going to be over. But no, they give him a new hammer. And then he's just like... I'm done, but he doesn't seem tired. I felt like that he, he could have kept going. I don't know if he just knew that he wasn't going to win. I don't know why he gave up when he did. I don't know either. But is, is that's this is why he didn't go to the, like, looking for the Dwarven City in the Lord of the Rings, right? It's because he lost this and he was, like, banned from ever coming back? No, I don't think so. I think in the Lord of the Rings, he's just kind of... I don't, I don't, I don't think that's the case. I don't know. I, don't, I think he just doesn't. I think he's ruling over the elves at the time. Yeah. Maybe we'll see more of that. I, I don't think they ever say. I think the reason he doesn't do that in Lord of the Rings is just because he's like facilitating the elf, like the elven city. Yeah. And he only he only leaves it like once. Yeah. To um. To. Uh, to give Aragorn the repaired sword. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the time, he's just in the Elven city. So I don't... I don't think that's the reason why, no. But we might see more of it in the show. I think the events of, like, everything that happens with the rings of power might make him lose faith in everyone but the elves. I, I don't really know. I don't know. But he goes to see Durin to get the proposition after that. And, like, the only reason he... He was able to get the proposition through is because Durin's wife saw him or something. And she was like, oh my gosh, it's your best friend that you've talked about so much. Oh no. Well, they had that conversation. Well, they had the conversation on the elevator where he was essentially like, Elrond was like, why are you so mad at me? And he was like, you haven't seen me in 50 years. And he's, and Elrond's like, oh, has it really been that long? Because Elrond is, at this point, hundreds of years old, probably. Like, elves are not, I guess, immortal. Um, I mean, they can be killed, but they can't, they don't die of natural causes or old age or anything. So, you know, 50 years for him is nothing. But Durin says, like, you missed my wedding. Like, I got married. I have kids. I've, 50 years isn't long for you, but I've lived a life in that period of time. He's like essentially like sure it's only been 50 years, but you've missed my whole life essentially. Yeah. So and I think that like kind of hits hard with Elrond and he's like I want to He's kind of doing this as a politician though, so I don't know if I don't know if he is doing this just to get the proposition out there, or if he's doing it because he means it. Yeah, I don't know. Elrond still seems young and genuine, but like by the time we hit Lord of the Rings, he's kind of old and jaded. Yeah. It seems. Um, but I don't know if he gen- genuinely wants to go apologize to his wife and kids or not. Um, but he... Eventually, he's like, look, let me go apologize to your wife. And he's like, and Duran's like, sure, but you can't stay for dinner. And then that's when they go see the wife. They go to his house. Yep. That's right. Um, yeah, so 
But then his and wife then, makes yeah. him stay for dinner. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, Jiren has very little control over his household, it seems. No, I'm, ju- I'm joking. Then after that, after the meeting, after Elrond leaves and all that stuff, there's less bad blood. Like, Durin goes to his dad, who is the king. Well, I do say it's... Well, I will say it's significant. What I, what I liked is that uh, apparently uh, Elrond gave um, Durin, like, a seedling of that undying oh, the tree. tree they had. Yeah, yep. and he grew it in like their in their mountain, and yeah. apparently he tends to it. So their relationship still means something to him. Oh yeah, That's, and I think I, I that'll. That. Yeah. I think that that'll play a part later in the series. Yeah, when, with like, maybe him Durin going have, against like, his father's wishes. Yeah. 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 Then, so he takes the. The proposition to his dad and then his dad i forget what he said He's which like, we've got we this. haven't said what the proposition is it's um building the forge yes yeah, so we mentioned it earlier um so elrond the king has paired elrond up with selimbrador i hope that's how you say it um and he's like this great craftsman and um they have to build a forge, and they only have—is it eight months or eighteen months or something? It's an insanely short period of time to yeah. do it, and the king won't give him any elves to get it done. <laughs> so he's like, "Look, I'll give you Elrond, and that's mm-hmm. it." So they're on a tight time frame. I don't know why they're on this tight time frame. I know that eventually uh, there's the most powerful ring that Sauron gets. I don't know if this king is working with him. And that's why he's ending the war and trying to get this done so quickly. I don't I don't know what's going on here, but yeah, they need they need this done for whatever reason. Yeah. I don't know. And they need it done quickly, so they want the dwarves help. Yeah, and like aren't dwarves master craftsmen anyway anyways, like the uh, yeah, yeah. So they're stuff. so from for stone working and stuff like that. Yeah, they're like unmatched. Yeah, and great miners, and they make really good. You know, the elves might say they're not as good at crafting weapons and stuff, but um, you know, they have different styles. Yeah, but when it comes to building a tower, if they're not going to give you elves, like the dwarves can probably get it done faster anyway and better. Mm-hmm. So. That's why they go to them. I just realized we hadn't touched on that yet. Yeah. And I, I don't remember every exact detail of the last plot line, but the elves are, like, stationed out in different places oh. looking for... Well, oh, yeah, we never... Yeah, so he goes to his father, gives him the proposition, and the dad's essentially like, no, and shows the son something in a box that I guess we'll find out later what it is. Yeah. So, so this elf that's stationed in this this town, he's like, he's been Aaron there. Aaron is his name, I think. He's been there for years at this point. I don't remember how long. Hasn't it been like seventy something years? Yeah, I think so. They say, yeah. He's been there for years, and they're like, "You're no longer needed here. The war's over. Bye." But he's they're calling grown, everyone back home. Yeah, he's grown attached to a human. It's very clear the opening scene with them when he goes into the bar nobody wants him there yeah the 
the barkeep is being nice to him. But even he seems to be doing it like he seems stiff and stuff while he's doing it. And later on, we can see that he is fine with them being gone. But um, yeah, every everyone else in the bar is seeming like real upset that they're around. Yeah. But uh, um, after that. The, the the guard goes out to the well, and so does the lady. I don't know if that Bronwyn. was... If she, yeah, Bronwyn. And then they're talking or something, and then somebody else sees them there. I forget what happened. It, it, was, the, it, was, it was the barkeeper. They, they have a little moment. She gives him something. Oh, she gave and him they seeds talk. of the tree. Yeah, and they talk for a bit. No, it, was, it, it wasn't the tree. It was like a flower that he really liked. Oh, okay. That he hasn't seen since he was a kid or something. Yeah. So they have a little moment, and then he leaves, and this is when they find out that, um, that they're being called home. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. After that, he went to go. I think he just wanted to tell her bye, right? Yeah, and then somebody came to her door and saw him there too. Well, so yeah, initially the son did. So she has a kid and he's like, I haven't been sleeping well because the rat's under the stairs. Yeah, that's right. Or under the floor. And then eventually, yeah, Erinder shows up and they talk outside. And the son seems racist like everyone else in the town he's like elves are bad why do they need to be here whatever and then who shows up but an elf yeah so elf his mom had to fall in love with an elf (laughs) yeah uh it should be noted that earlier um the guy in charge of erendir is saying hey don't fall in love with a human only two times in the past has a human and an elf relationship been attempted and both times ended in tragedy. So don't do that. So that's either foreshadowing that this is going to end in tragedy or they'll be the first one to work out. Who knows? Since it's Lord of the Rings, it'll probably all work out. <laughs> yeah. Um, then for some reason, they go to the town over. Right. It's because that guy had a sick cow that had gotten away. And he said it might have gotten as far as this particular town. Yeah, and like, it might have like, like it had some kind of residue on it, or the milk came out bad or something because of something. It It came out like as a black ooze, or was it blood? I I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell either. So they go over there, the whole town is burned down, destroyed. So they start inspecting, and they find tunnels underneath I don't, did they go into a house and find a tunnel with a hole in it, or did they just find? The I think, there? I think in the middle of the town there was just like a crater. Yeah. So they go down into the hole. They look around and like it goes both ways: one towards where they came from, and one towards somewhere else. Hmm. Yep. So didn't he start going into one of? Yeah, he he said he was going to go down and explore, and he wanted her to go, and essentially tell the town to fall back to their watchtower thing that they were stationed in because it's cleared out now. And so he, 
he went the opposite direction from the town. He went towards wherever they were coming from. Yeah. And he he seems very sus of the humans, even though he's in love with her, obviously. He's very suspicious because the the humans in this area supported whoever the whoever Saruman's master was, the evil person they thought they defeated. Uh-huh. Um I I, I want to say it's more more got but let me it's that's not it i don't know um let me look it up rings of power m o more goth that's it yeah so he was you know the big villain that they had this war with and mm-hmm. the humans in this area had supported him and she's like look i had family in this town there's no way they were supporting him or doing anything evil but yeah, so that's he seems pretty sus of all that. Yeah. Yeah, but then um, so he goes back down the tunnel and she heads back to the town. So I guess we can just split it off now and talk about him in the tunnel and then her in the town. Let's go him in the tunnel first because it's less. There's less that is resolved in this episode with him. Does he just get like caught? I don't remember. Yeah, so he goes through it, and eventually he's crawling through, and he sees, like, a long claw. It looks like maybe they're, like, digging with their hands or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, these orcs, I assume. I guess, yeah, because that guy that comes out later definitely isn't a goblin. I don't think. Unless they've changed the design a lot. I'm pretty sure it's an orc. Um yeah. They he goes through, and finds that, and then eventually he hears some stuff behind him and scurries away. And then yeah, that he he's leaning up against the wall, and this is one of the like one of the shots in the show that I really liked is just he's leaning up against the wall waiting for something to come out of the place he just came from, the little water that he swam through, and then a bunch of hands just like creep up and grab him and pull him back. Yep, that's right. I'm real interested to see how he gets out of that. <laughs> and then on the other side, we need to talk about the the what's the chick's name? Bronwyn. Bronwyn. The uh, the one that he was with, the yeah. one that Aaron yeah, was son with, yeah. Breaks in somewhere. His name's like Leo or something, I think. Yeah, and he finds a like the hilt of I, a sword, a broken sword. I think it was. Did they specifically say that it was Morgoth's blade, or was that just implied, or did I just make that up? I don't know. I I don't know. Theo was his name. Yeah, so he has this sword. And or, well, it's 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 a broke. It's not a full sword. It's broken, clearly. Yeah. Uh, he just has it at home. Sim. Yeah, similar to, um, I didn't mean clearly like it's broken, clearly. I meant, which is clearly similar to the sword that was broken in the original Lord of the Rings. It's like broken in the same spot. There's the hilt and then a little bit of blade. So there's pieces missing. I don't know if that's supposed to, you know, mean anything. If this will be reforged like that one is or whatever, but I guess we'll see. Doesn't he cut himself on it and it like takes the blood in and does something with it, looks all magical or something? I don't know, but I know something he does well, his mom's gone, is that 
since he gets the since he had like the the hilt of the sword, the pieces of the sword, he started to get like really easy like anger like ang- really easy to anger. Jesus. Yeah, it. Then he smashed the ground like, like a hole in the ground because he thought he heard rats, and then he sees like the eyeballs of like an orc or something. Yeah, so I don't know if that was just him getting mad because the rats down or you know quote unquote rats down there had been making it to where he couldn't sleep mm-hmm. or if the sword was making him irritable i couldn't really tell because that's the effect that the ring has on people in lord of the rings like it the more they wear it the more it kind of like causes them problems in their makes them aggressive and things like that i don't know if it's that or if he was just mad because he thought it was the rats yeah i this kid kind of seems like a shithead, so I could see him just smashing a hole in the floor if he thought it was rats. Yeah. But also, it might be the sword influencing him. I don't really know. Mm. But the yeah, he sees the eyes and presumably hides, which is where we find him later. Yep. Then. So, yeah, Bronwyn initially goes back to the bar, right? Or does she go home first? I don't know. Oh, wait. No, yeah. She goes back to the bar and tries to convince people to leave. And they're like, look, we don't trust this elf. And we're glad the elves are gone. And then she goes home, which is where we get to. uh, She can't find her son. And then she find doesn't she find him? And then he like points at the hole and like they can hear something. Yeah, I think he opens up the door and gets her attention. Yeah. So then she runs to a big, like, cabinet. He's in this little hole. This little, like, I don't even know what it is. I'm not it sure. It looks like the door for a dumbwaiter, but not a dumbwaiter. Looks like maybe an oven or something. I don't know. Maybe. Um, But she looks like she thinks she's going to leave. I don't know... If she was going to go get help, but then she thought that people wouldn't get help, or if she just wanted to stay and try to get proof. I don't really know what she was doing here. I don't know either. But yeah, she ends up staying. And, uh... Orc comes and there's out. that there's that real tense scene where... Oh, wait, yeah. So, yeah, the orc comes out first. Then it's just, like, walking around, looking everywhere, and she's just chilling in the cabinet, looking through, like, little cracks. Yeah. Then her son opens the door, too, a little bit, and I'm like, why would you open your door? Like, that's obvious. Mm-hmm. And then there was yeah, it was real tense whenever that little vial was about to fall off. I was stressed out during that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So, but that doesn't happen. Big uh, fight. How does she like? How does it get her attention? What what ha- What happens? Because she catches that vial, her. doesn't she? I think she catches it, but it finds her anyways. Okay. I fight. couldn't remember if, if one of them ran out or something. Kid comes out, tries to help. Gets the he sword hangs out. It. He hangs it? Yeah, remember, like he ties a rope around his neck and then like jumps down and hangs it for a second. I don't remember. And like starts to choke it and then it knocks him over somehow or like knocks him off. Mm. And I think she stabs it with a sword and does he does he use the the Morgoth sword during this fight? 
I don't think so. I think she's just got her sword. Okay, okay. So they're fighting it, and then, yeah, eventually they... Doesn't... Does, does he get, like, scratched or bit or something? I, does, I do think he gets hurt somehow. Okay, I wonder if that'll come into play later. Probably won't. Oh, wait, no, yeah, I think later on the blood from his wound drops onto the sword and it does something weird when they're packing up to leave in a little bit. It becomes full length. Oh, does it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Huh. Maybe even like, maybe it's like a metaphysical full length. Like it was like, just like a, like an aura. Because he either leaves it behind or he packs it in that bag and, that bag doesn't look like it'll fit a full sword. Well, oh wait, I don't. It's not a. It's not a folding. It's more of a dagger, isn't it? Well, if it's going to be similar to the, uh, the sword from Lord of the Rings, it would be. I yeah. Think it, okay. That's that's a small sword. The one that stab. The one that stabs Frodo. Mm-hmm. And leaves that nasty wound. Yep, that makes sense. Okay. So yeah, closer to a dagger. I think I think it's called a mor a, a morgul blade or something. I don't know. So that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. That's it. She takes its head back to the back to the bar, right? Yeah, and then like gets the people to believe her. Then so that you just see a big line of people go into the tower. Okay. Yeah. Um. Cool. And that's, yeah, that's everything that's happened so far, I think. Yeah. With this. Yeah, so, uh, it was a good two episodes, I think. I, I, I'm looking forward to the rest of it. Are you, are you looking forward to seeing everything else, or how are you feeling about it? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I just, I'm not just, like, I don't have the investment in it that other people do. That's fair. So. Yeah, no, I, I think that... Uh, I'm looking forward to see what happens. I'm the most excited about... Like, for now, I'm most excited about the stuff with Elrond just because I guess I know the payoff of that at the end. One of these other stories could probably easily take precedent with it. Um, but... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with what we've got so far. Yeah, I mean, me too. I... I came in not expecting much because i didn't care to yeah cool you know okay yeah no it seems it seems good yeah i'm I'm excited to see what else happens here um reviews are mixed now but like all the positive reviews are actual uh actual like based off the show and most of the negative reviews I'm seeing are one of three things. They're like Galadriel was too good of a fighter and too flippy and stuff when she took out that troll, but nobody had a problem with that when a man was doing it in Lord of the Rings. Like I said earlier, Legolas like surfed down a stairway and shot a bunch of uh, orcs. And in the next movie, he like you, he like put, sticky tape on the bottom of his shoes and climbed up a uh climbed up an elephant <laughs> so like nobody cares about that but 
you know, it's one of those things. And then the other negative reviews are like hobbits and elves can't be black for some reason. Uh, people are having problems with the the guy playing Arondir and the guy playing, was it Sadik? I don't know. Yeah, yeah Sadik, uh, the hobbit. And some of the other hobbits, they're like, they're not white. And uh, th- oh yeah, th- apparently it's historically inaccurate. And it's like, come on, man! Who cares? It's, yeah, like... it's a show about elves and hobbits and magical rings and stuff. Like they can do anything they want. I guess you know if those are the only negative complaints coming out of this show, it's like a woman doing fighting styles that a man did, and also another woman did in the Hobbit movies, and nobody cared about that when it happened. Yeah. Uh, but people are just wanting to be upset about something. And then it's, you know, it's the race thing. If those are the negative things and, like, you can't really come out of this saying much about the plot or the effects or, like, the acting, I, I think that, you know, that says something good about the show. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently Amazon is putting, like, review embargoes on every episode to hopefully discourage, like, negative review bombing of episodes. Um, yeah like where you have to wait three days yeah because usually you can review something like literally the moment it comes out so people will just come in they won't watch the episode and they'll just negatively review bomb it this gives people time to watch the episode and then they'll have positive reviews flowing in as well as negative um which i guess is good because people aren't going to be turned off by these you know zero star reviews that are just based off of casting choices mm-hmm. uh that don't affect the show it's like it don't affect the show negatively i mean you get good actors to come in and play these characters and also more diversity in casting isn't a bad thing mm-hmm. so like if you get if you get the best actor to play the part then get the best actor to play the part which is what they've done i really like uh sadic he's he's probably the best part about the hobbit storyline just him like opening his book and looking out at the stars and being like everything's weird i i don't like what's going on here like he has a he has a funny delivery and stuff so I, I like that and then um aaron Deer, he he's a real interesting character um it's similar to aragorn and arwen the whole like elves and um <coughs> human uh, relationship thing that um both sides have a problem with elves are like don't do it humans are like don't do it that'll make for an interesting story i hope that it's not just the same thing that we've seen which it shouldn't be because the other time it was like two two um royal people this time it's a soldier and a healer so interested to see where that goes but yeah so hopefully if they have time for people to actually watch the show and review it They'll get people will see that oh, um, it's not just a bunch of zero star reviews immediately, so they'll you know be more inclined to watch the show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I'm really excited to see how this plays out. I guess we'll um, probably do an episode whenever it's all said and done, maybe. Yeah. To review everything. Well, that sounds good. Um, we're running a bit long. So I guess we won't talk about House of the Dragon today. But if you're cool with this, 
if we both watch it and see it through, maybe we'll do an episode when they're finished. Yeah. That sounds good. Um, but, you know, I'm glad you're watching that because it's uh, it's really good. Have you seen episode three? Yes. It's a, that, did you like that episode? It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good episode, I think. I do. And I feel like I'm experiencing the thing that people always said about Game of Thrones is that, like, the people you like are going to die. And I, I've started to form a connection to certain characters, and I'm like, I know, I know, I know for sure, like one of them's gonna die eventually. Yeah, but it's um, we can talk about that off air, I guess. The specifics yeah. of that. There have been less. Well, I guess in Game of Thrones, there weren't any like big surprising deaths in the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm just. It might be just that the fact that by the end of Game of Thrones, they stopped killing people off in in shocking ways. Probably because when you get to the end of a story, you have to have the characters left to to complete the story. But um, I'm hoping that we get into some of that, you know, not just for shock value, but like just proof that, you know, people aren't safe in this world. People can't just go and do whatever they want and survive, even if they're acting for, for good, which was like the first major uh, crazy death in Game of Thrones was like, this person has done all of the right things morally and in a regular show he would be the hero but let's flip it around and kill him off to be like okay so even if someone is clearly like the main character and doing all the right things they're not safe in this world and and that's that's one thing that got a lot of people in and kept people interested so i'm i'm interested to see if they if they keep if they do that with this as well yeah but um, yeah. So we'll talk about that more when it when it finishes up. That's all we have for this week. Uh, do you have any clue what we'll talk about next week? Um, I'm not uh, sure. I don't think anything comes <laughs> out. We'll figure it out. We'll be back next week talking about something. Um, but as always, we hope you enjoyed the show this week. Uh, leave a like, rating, review, subscription, whatever you want to do on whatever you're listening to us on. Uh, please don't review bomb us for some reason without listening to the show. I guess if you don't listen, you're not hearing this. But uh, <laughs> yeah, give us a good rating. Uh, tell a friend if you think that they'd like to hear the show too. And um, that's it for this week. Uh, we'll be back next Monday with more content. See you then. This podcast is presented by Miscreant Records. You can find us on Twitter at Miscreant Pods, and you can also email us at miscreantrecordspod at gmail.com.